hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad-free. You get ad-free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives. Our beautifully designed digital issue and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. No marketing creates clients. It's about building a relationship consistently. You can use social media platforms to build that relationship. You can use advertising to build that relationship. You can use many formats to build a relationship. But the key always is, are you building a relationship consistently? Because if you are, you will never run out of clients. Listen to the full episode at Master Coaching with Ajit Podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season four of a very, very, very iconic, iconic podcast. podcast where the two of us recap all the holiday movies we love and some that we don't love so much. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tis the season. That's right. We're covering some classics this year. We are recapping the entire Santa Claus trilogy. We're going to be diving into a Halloween movie this year. Yes. Hocus Pocus 2. That's right. The yes. sequel. We also have I'll Be Home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So we are leaning into the home improvement of it all. And if you want to follow along, you can go to Instagram. It's at a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram and be sure to listen, subscribe, tell a friend. Have a very merry iconic day. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, and it's The Relevant Podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And once again, sitting in for the vacationing Derek Miner is Relevant Senior Editor, Tyler Huckabee. Howdy. Howdy. Is that is that what you do because you're in Nashville? It's going to be my new thing. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did. Really? Yeah. yeah. Have you stopped like doing it. your Instagram thing? I think you stopped, didn't you? I haven't really posted on Instagram in, you know, since since the Obama administration, probably. <laughs> but you, for a good five years or more, uh-huh. every post you did on Instagram was you doing a duck face with a peace sign. Yeah. Every post. It well, was the early. most long, long con type joke that I thought it was so funny after a while. At first, it was like, it was a little lame. But after you got about 50 in, it was like, this is geniusly hilarious it's so. it's the family guy thing Howdy. where the longer you, your like, new thing it's it's funny and then it's not funny and then you just keep doing it until it gets funny again you know it, a tried and true a tried and yeah. true like like millennial humor bit but then i just mm-hmm. kept doing it. and i really thought at some point it would like it would like go cra- you know this, this is going to be how i this is gonna be how i cash in this is gonna be my and you know at some point i'd turn it into an nft sell it off make a nice little <laughs> nest egg for myself and get out of dodge <laughs> And yeah, I, back in 2013, happened, you were thinking one day you're going to turn this into an <laughs> NFT, huh? I don't oh. think I had the language for it, but yeah. you know, something along those lines. <laughs> it would have been something like that. And, and if it hasn't happened yet, sooner or later, uh, uh, talking to Derek Miner, you know, he knows a lot about this stuff. And he's like, if it hasn't happened yet, 
it's not going to happen for it. So, so now I just, I don't really go on. Instagram isn't really my, it, it, we, we've all got our things and Instagram isn't You're really my guy. thing. Anymore, you know? Yeah. 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 T- Tyler, I will say this. I follow the NFT marketplace uh, pretty closely. Yeah, I know this and, much. Uh, yeah. You know, I would give you a conservative valuation of that NFT at about, uh, uh, $650,000. Um, I think you'd easily pull that in the open marketplace. It's, uh, you know, not, not overinflated quite yet. So right. I would go ahead and post it. I mean, you know, it seems, seems like the value is there to me. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, uh, author, speaker, coach, Jess Connolly joins us. Uh, it's part of our uh, new U series with uh, UHSM. And she's an expert in the area of physical health. And that's one of the things we'll be talking about. Um, she wrote a book called Breaking Free from Body Shame. And just it's a, it's a great interview. Don't miss it. Uh, at the end of the show, we have, I cannot wait for this. We have a new game. It's Finish the Lyric. And it is specifically songs of like youth group anthems like it's oh, it's youth group anthem songs and we're gonna play the clip and then you guys are gonna have to finish the lyric and i am excited for that game but stay tuned right now coming up it's slices You're listening to Joy Wave. The song is by American. Well, today's show is brought to you by the Lumo Project. Lumo is a visual Bible project that helps you see the gospel through a brand new lens. Have you ever wondered if the Gospels talk about the big questions we actually face in life today? Things like fear or anger or worry or relationships. Uh, Yeah, it's all in there. (laughs) The Gospels are applicable to today's life. With Lumo, you can experience Jesus' teachings and story in in a whole new way, a visual way. Check out Lumo's free scripture videos by searching The Lumo Project at YouTube. I'm telling you, they're cinematic, they're beautiful, it's incredibly well done. It is straight scripture visually depicted and um, shot incredibly well. It's great. Uh, Also, for other free resources, including small group studies and more, check out lumoproject.com. L-U-M-O project.com. Okay, it's time for... Slices! Okay, okay. Now, this is normally where I'd go. What do you have, Jesse? But I'm not yet. Because if you remember, we've done it a couple of times. One of our listeners, Clark, remind me of his name. Clay. Clay, just Clay, Clay Stevenson. Aiken. Clay Stevenson, one of our one of our ambitious entrepreneurial go getter, creative listeners. Clay Stevenson took it upon himself to offer us supplemental options for the slices jingle. We've played, you've heard the sexy one. Played the sexy one, Clark. <laughs> Hey girl, it's time for slices. Chop it up. <laughs> These are after-hour slices. Yeah, <laughs> slices after dark. All right, slices so he said dark. that in that that one's maybe a little too salacious to be the prime time. Replace the yeah. main jingle. All right, so Clay, undeterred, I love his determination. Undeterred has sent us like five more options. Wow. So Clark, I asked him to tee these up. Clark. Take us through what Clay Stevenson has sent us okay. for potential new slices jingles. Some of these get dark. 
So just prepare yourselves. Okay. Wow. So this first one is called wow. this first one is called Chef Slices. Slices. <laughs> Sounds like ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, to the Francais. Like All right, there you go. Kind of hungry, to be honest. <laughs> the tough thing with that is I can't go. Okay, it's time for. So right, right, right. So chef slices. Got it. Okay, okay. So we have farmer slices next. Slices. That's for our West Virginia listeners. <laughs> I think he killed a chicken in that one. That, I'm yeah, just not yeah, exactly yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it, to be fair, oh, he, he got sliced that the neck from, off. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. But 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 I, I read a little background. If you listen to last episode, you, you'll understand that came from a sermon that was you know, live streamed this past week. Um, so okay. it was part of an illustration. All right. So that's the chicken one. All right. What's the next one? Okay, this is this one's not necessarily safe for the little ears, so okay. just oh, here we go. Oh, this, one, this one's called you have to bleep it. No, no, I'm just, oh, okay. you'll see. It, it's called head roll slices. Oh no, slices. Oh no, oh my gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. like final destination. some stuff, man. Clay, that I think Clay's squishy. going through it. Clay, my dude. <laughs> wow. Okay, Clay. is that the last one or is there Clay, more? Here for you, no, man. there's there, there's two more. There's oh two my more. gosh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> these are not these are not as graphic. Can, okay. can we just say too that sounded like he was unsheathing something, but then it sounded more like a dole lopping off of a head to me than <laughs> I, I heard guillotine. Okay, play it again, okay. Clark, because I heard oh, guillotine man. one more time. One more time. I heard, right, I heard a solid lop. Okay, you did. All right, here we go. Slices. And he's the executioner guy. Yeah, the uh, executioner. All right. All right. What's the next one? We got lumberjack slices. I kind of like this one, actually. Oh, I like that one. I like that yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah, funny. That's a little palate cleanser from the, the <laughs> horror show. <laughs> All right, what's the last one? All right, and here we go. Ninja slices. Slices. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, like ninja. That. It's kind oh, of an elegant yeah. ninja. Oh, a gentleman. Right. It's a gentleman's ninja. Yeah. That concludes our slices okay. segment. <laughs> Good Clay. job, Clay. All right. Yeah, like oh, it's ambitious. All right. So, have nightmares, so. but... Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, me, you started off by making me hungry, and soon I was nauseous and quite disturbed. But, uh, you know. <laughs> the squishiness of the... Uh, yeah. It was very... Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. I don't know what's All right. Anymore. What do you have, Jesse? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as you guys know, we are the the Beijing Olympics are upon us, and um, you know it has brought up a lot of uh, you know I think very needed conversations about the world's relationship with uh, the Chinese government, which um, you know in addition to um, you know the you know pretty widespread human rights violations, they're they're also known for just a heavy handed censorship and you know really dictating what the Chinese people are allowed to, to read and think and consume. And um, a, a recent 
decent example of just how far-reaching this censorship uh, censorship has has gone in China. Um, has recently been raking the rounds on the internet after a uh, a viewer of a Chinese streaming service decided to fire up uh, the 1999 David Fincher film, which is based on a novel, uh, Fight Club. Um, now that movie uh, had previously back in the day it's 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 played at a couple festivals in China, but this is now the first time the Chinese people can legally watch the movie on a legal streaming site um, in China. So someone watched the movie and noticed that the runtime was a little shorter than the American version. That looks like something got cut out of this film. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, About 12 minutes were missing. And so they watched the movie. That's a whole fight. That's a whole club meeting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and, and notice a couple things. But um, for those of you who haven't seen it, and I don't know what to tell you, I'm going to spoil it here, but the movie is almost, you know, 25 years old at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, but, you know, it's revealed that the, the two characters played by Edward Norton and uh, Brad Pitt are actually the same person and one is sort of the the ego trying to convince the other to take some sort of action in society to can stop uh, overconsumption and uh, this culture of conformity. And he hatches this, uh, you know, kind of anarchist terrorist plot to at night, he is going to blow up several skyscrapers that house banks with the idea that if he can cause a big financial collapse, that everyone's consumer debt will be wiped away and we can start from scratch with a new culture free from consumption. And so that's to the end of the movie. At the end of the movie, as that Pixie song, uh, Where's My Mind, plays a very iconic scene, one of the most iconic scenes in, you know, the, the I would say the last couple of decades, you know, we see the skyscrapers falling in the distance as this kind of new world emerges free from consumerism. They're holding hands, um, like watching it happen, right? Like it's very, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 It's a very it's the climax of the film and the and and encapsulates the entire message of the film of the you know and, and obviously the the film is is not a literal it it is a, a satire at, at its core mm-hmm. um, but also there's a lot of metaphorical elements I don't need to explain uh, a Fight Club everyone but uh, so anyway this person is you write to Jamie is, she's I'm sure she has I've seen, seen it. it guys okay what right. it, we've all I seen know. Fight Club you right. haven't seen Die Hard but you saw. I do not Edward understand your movies. I like him. We've so. all seen Fight Club. Yeah, Edward Norton's great. And he's particularly good at Fight Club. Okay. But either way, so as the movie is is preparing for the scene, it cuts short. And a, tit- and a title card with text comes on the screen. And here's what it says. Uh, it, you know, we don't see the buildings explode. Um, instead, a title card comes up and says... Through the clue provided by Tyler, uh, Tyler Durant is the the character name of the character. Through the through the uh, the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapid rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. <laughs> After that trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum, receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. So they 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 rewrote. The, not only did they rewrote the in, rewrite the end of the movie. They get they rewrote like an hour of plot into like two sentences. Like, <laughs> Tyler Durden. The real fight club yeah, was exa- the friends we made along the way. And yeah. but it's like through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals in successfully planning the bomb. Go- what well, can we at least shoot that? Like, can we at least see that ending? Because now it's like, it's what was the point of watching this whole thing? If you're just going to now, this is a, a, a kind of a funny example, but it also goes to show just like 
the 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 degree of thought policing that is happening you know to a major portion of the world's population you know who live in uh, uh, you know a huge uh, you know millions and millions of people who are subjected to this sort of censorship like i said this example is kind of funny but it also shows how preposterous mm-hmm. their approach to this censorship is and and look i mean th- this this same heavy-handed and arbitrary enforcement that is you know that that the the chinese christian church is suffering through right now where right. you know something is either legal or a blind eye is turned to you know a sermon or something Something for a while, then all of a sudden there's a crackdown that seems arbitrary and a lot of times completely ridiculous. Like sometimes they're bulldozing, you know, full on mega churches for just any given reason. And it's kind of even the reasoning is like in this example is really lazy. It's like, well, who cares? We're just going to write a different thing and not really explain why we did this or why you can't see or allow you to think about a provocative movie. You know, it it, it really is kind of um I think for for people and just another example of why we should be so concerned about some of the human rights injustices that are, that are happening right under the world's noses mm-hmm. as a, a athletes from around the world go to Beijing. Do you remember? Do you remember in two thousand the, the there was this company? I just looked it up. It's called Clean Flicks, and they would mm-hmm. take oh, yeah. movies. And they would sell the movie, but they would go in and edit out or mute anything that they felt was inappropriate uh, for like kids or whatever. So yep. obviously yeah. sex scenes, but then they would mute language and stuff that completely changing the movie. Yeah. And then they would sell it. I don't know. Like who thought that they, of course they got sued within two years. It was all shut down. But I mean, like who thought that they could possibly get away with that you know but anyway I, that's what i thought of when you're talking about what what china's doing is like they're just editing yeah. out the stuff they don't like, like. That's it's one thing if you would take like a movie like you know jurassic park where maybe there's some like slightly scary scenes and some language and maybe you'd want to you know they, that makes it you know sure you make that one safer yeah. for the little eyes to watch but they would also do it to like eyes wide shut to like movies that why would you want your kid to what like what's what what, what is the what is the clean version of this going to do for the young minds anyway it's like it was a very strange or, or fight club <laughs> the same, you know same basic principle they would and this is not the same thing as i know as a government mandated uh censorship yeah, of yeah. different pieces but it's but it was very to, to look at the list that was available like now your kids can watch any movie the, the, yeah. ever that's <laughs> ever that's <laughs> all <there. laughs> Yeah, it was a very odd, like how they thought they'd ever get away with it. The, well, anyway. the other thing, too, is don't you, there's some oh, it went, person. It, they limped along till 2013. They were doing it online after the lawsuit. They stopped like shipping DVDs and stuff and VHS and they just went online. And then they finally got pulled. I feel like they, you could hey, buy something to attach uh, they, to your TV that it would like yeah, if a yeah. curse word came on or something, it would you know like, dang yeah. it. And I don't know. Yeah. I also like that there's somebody's job in the Chinese government. They're like, hey, listen, uh, we're going to on the new government streaming service. We're going to release David Fincher's Fight Club. We need you to write a new in- an ending to the film. Uh, wrap this thing up in about two sentences. Tell us how it ends. And, and like, is there somebody in the Chinese government who's just writing scenes into Western films? Well, and yeah, like, they, how they much went, liberty does they he went have? On LinkedIn. To- they went on LinkedIn and they looked for anybody who used to, to work at Clean Flicks. Clearly, you have a uniquely qualified resume. And then they hired him. It's clear it, path. It, it's it's like the classic '80s video game, Bad Dudes. Do you remember Bad Dudes? I like know an arcade exactly game. what it you're was, talking about. It was it was uh, it was like a Double Dragon knockoff. Uh-huh. It's this is how it, 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 it the, the the video game was just you walk down the street 
and just beat people up until you find a cave complex and then just beat more ninjas up. I mean, it's a side-scrolling game where you fight ninjas with chains and clubs. That is the entirety of the game. But in order to make this make sense, that you're just not some maniac just walking down the street <laughs> picking fights, that it opens with this. President Ronnie has been kidnapped by the ninjas. Are you a bad enough dude to rescue Ronnie? The key word in there is the ninjas. Not just President <laughs> Ronnie has been kidnapped by ninjas. Right. It's like President Ronnie has been kidnapped by the ninjas. And we're just supposed to assume, oh, oh, oh well, obviously they're going to need some thugs just to walk around and beat people up till we find him. Like the ninjas did it. The ninjas. <laughs> Same screenwriter evidently wrote this scene for the Chinese government. The entirety of the U.S. government has decided to entrust you, a person, by yourself to the middle of the street with no weapons, you, other than unless you find like no a trash plan. can on the ground, or maybe you you know punch a fire hydrant until it starts blowing water at the ninjas, who in this case sound like maybe a rival political party for President Ronnie, like like the ninja party has kidnapped the president. Well, that's what you get for going up against the ninja party. All right, what do you have, Jamie? Okay, y'all, I love. I love stories that just make you love people. Okay, so in England, this happened January 13th, so a while from when the show's coming out, but I saved it because I want to talk to you guys about it. Millie was a little rescue dog. She was out on a walk with her owner. Well, her collar came off, and so she went missing. And what I don't understand about um, Hampshire, Southern England, is there's something called mudflats, and apparently they're very dangerous. Well, she got stuck in the mudflats, and she couldn't get out. So Millie's little worried owner gets a volunteer organization that is a drone search and rescue. So they start tracking Millie. They come, they follow her. She can't get out. She's stranded um, and it can become dangerous because of high tide. So then volunteers are trying to get her. They can't get her. Listen to this, guys. She, they Someone came up with a great idea. They said, hey, what if we tied a sausage to a big long string and we put a drone out and we put the sausage on the end and just kind of brought Millie back in kind of like the carrot in front of the horse, you know? Mm -hmm. So this search and rescue is not searching for a sweet toddler that's stuck out there. They're searching for a dog for days and they put sausage on the end of a drone. Millie is smelling that sausage. She's coming out. She even gets a bite of it once. She almost took the drone out. Millie, I'm happy to say was rescued from the dangerous wetlands and reunited with her owner from a drone search and rescue. Now I saw this story and I was like, okay, this is really cool. I really hope those search and rescue drones were not needed for something a little bit more important. I love dogs and dogs are important, but it kind of got me like, wow, that's a lot of teamwork for a dog that got off of their leash and is missing. Uh, But Millie made it home and I'm really happy for them. So, So the drone thing was, these were state run drone like these were not these were not like it's a volunteer organization it's a volunteer organization okay. search and rescue they use drones okay i'm imagining they're usually not searching for missing dogs right. is my what kind of brought me brought this to my attention must but slow, i guess they didn't day. have any other yeah. emergencies right then yeah i i gotta be honest it sounded like millie it, it sounded like she wanted to get lost to me yeah i think <laughs> I millie was just hungry was and ran into the woods for hunger for like man these these People aren't feeding me anything good. I want to see what's maybe I can find a uh, you know a cabin with a pie cooler on the windowsill or something. I mean, I'm, I'm dying up here. I mean, it doesn't seem like she was ever lost to me. My it thought like too she... was, I'm trying to train my dogs. I've got some bad dogs. Okay, uh-huh. they're cute when they're inside, but you take them out, they act crazy. What if I just had my kids set up their drone, hang some sausages down, and then my dogs are just going to be perfect on their walks because they're chasing those sausages? I all, think there's something more there's here. No bad dog. There's only bad owners. 
Oh, Cesar Chavez mind. would say yeah. that they're they need. You might need to be a binary, classes. like you know, it could be like <laughs> you're not a good dog owner or a bad dog owner. There's the degrees of in the middle. I did just order two shot collars, so there's that. Well, my my <laughs> my understanding is all dog owners are totally depraved and incapable of uh, you know in my theology. So you know it's it's one of those things. We we all are just terrible, and dogs are good, and all they want is sausage. And <laughs> they want right. sausage. Want sausage. Yeah, Millie was and, out there looking wait, for some wait. sausage. And two, two. Is sausage good for dogs? I can't imagine. <laughs> like, I don't even think they can handle chocolate. You Dude, know, from a dog will eat that their own vomit. They'll eat whatever. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. My dog, when he was a puppy, caught a fish in the lake and ate, br- brought it up to the house and ate it. You know, like he, he found a snake in the yard and brought it into the house and ate it. Gross. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a puppy. He's not like that anymore. All right. What do you have, Tyler? We got to be quick. All right. Uh, this, this will be quick. I, I assume we're all like more or less caught up on that. There was a little bit of drama last week between Damon Albarn, the lead singer of the Gorillas, and Blur and Taylor Swift. Are we all kind of vaguely aware of this? No. The okay. So the brief, the brief version of the story, and we can't get through this quickly, is that Damon Albarn, who I'm a big fan of, you know, love Gorillas, and, and I do like Blur a lot too. In an interview with the Los Angeles Times was and it was talking about music today and he's not a big fan of a lot of the new you know the new bands coming out and he highlighted the fact that he's upset that taylor swift doesn't write her own music now whatever you think about taylor swift one thing that people do know about her is that she does write her own songs you may not be a fan of the songs she writes which she clearly isn't but she does write them also she responded on twitter very upset at this and when she responded on twitter she obviously brought with her her probably maybe the nation's big or maybe the world's even biggest and most ruthless army of fans who, you know, Damon Albarn will probably be sleeping with. What one do they call them? Swifties? Swifties. The, the yeah, te- Swifty army. The Tay Hive. They were, they were, sending, yeah. they were okay. sending him like pictures of his kids in school. Like it was like, you know, they oh were. Oh, no. not, not literally. That's, that was hyperbole. Oh, That's oh, not oh, true. Oh. You know what I mean? They were very, they were made, ready to make life miserable for him in a, in a very real way. They kidnapped it. They kidnapped his dog. <laughs> by luring it away with a sausage on a drone. I mean, they were vicious. They brought the ninjas to. <laughs> All right. So he he apologized. You know. You know. Whatever. You know. Water under the bridge. He said he was sorry, and he understands that she's right. Her own. But what really captured me about this, because I want you to imagine that this happened here, is among the people who got involved in the replies, which was a lot of people and many of them, you know, well-known, you know, fans of Taylor or fans of gorillas who were going at it. One of them was the, the newly elected, not yet inaugurated president of Chile, Gabriel Boric. He is the youngest leader in Chile's history. He is 35 years old. He is, so he's a millennial. He was a former student leader who in a very shocking, uh, in a very shocking event, like became, was elected and he's kind of like very left wing in a lot of his beliefs, which is which is very surprising as well. And this is what he said to Taylor. Here in Chile, you have a huge group of supporters who knows that you write your own songs from the heart. Don't take seriously guys that need to insult or lie to get attention. Hugs from the South, Taylor. So evidently, Thanks. this guy is a very big Swifty. He has a lot of merch, which he can be seen wearing in a lot of her and, and a lot of the photographs of him. He reportedly, and this is where I think it goes from fan to maybe he needs to like tap the brakes a little bit, carries around a photo-sized picture of her in his wallet. A photo-sized picture. No. 
a picture of Taylor Swift. And this w- is where w- I wallet size photo. Wall- wallet size. Politician who was A, involving themselves in pop music. Like, if what if Joe Biden has been totally silent on this, to my knowledge. Yeah. I don't believe he's weighed <laughs> in here. I don't know that he knows who Taylor Swift is. We, we, I don't think he said anything about her. <laughs> So I'm wondering if you can imagine, or would you would you care if your not even president, let's just say local representative, was involving themselves in these sorts of little social media? Dust- I think Obama would have. I think he would have jumped in. Yeah, I think he would. You have. know, he was cool. I, I mean, there was a long time where former President uh, Trump was heavily invested in the dating life of Kristen Stewart, Rob Pattinson. If, if, if for true. people who don't remember, he really was. He would give his unsolicited thoughts <laughs> on their their romantic life in the Twilight films uh, for a good four year stretch before his political campaigns kicked off. So no. it's not it's not you know we're we're actually ahead. If anything, we've already elected that guy. <laughs> That's funny. All right, well that'll do it for slices. That was fun. Stay tuned. Up next, Jess Connolly joins us. And don't forget, after that, it's the uh, Finish This Lyric Youth Group song game. listening to Kate the Dreamer. The song is I Don't Want to Know You Anymore. Well, today's show is also brought to you by BetterHelp. In 2022, mental health is finally a thing. So many people are struggling right now and aren't feeling like their normal selves. Guess what? Therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. You can talk privately to someone if you feel like you're not dealing well with stress or you're having relationship issues, anything. And now with BetterHelp, you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about and see if it's for you. And right now, Relevant Podcast listeners can get 10% off their first month uh, by visiting betterhelp.com slash relevant. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash relevant for 10% off your first month. Well, this week's conversation is part of our New You series, an eight-week limited content series presented by UHSM, where every week we're speaking with leaders and experts on ways we can be healthier in spirit, mind, and body. Uh, we're posting new articles every Tuesday and Thursday at relevantmagazine.com. And here on the podcast on the Tuesday show, you'll hear conversations that are part of that week's topic as well, where our guest this week is Jess Connolly. She's an author, speaker, and coach at Go and Tell Gals, an organization that focuses on a equipping and encouraging women in the church. She recently released her book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, that focuses on encouraging others to live freely in the body they have. Just spoke with our very own downtown Emily Brown about what it looks like to live free from body shame and how the church can do a better job of addressing body image. Here's our conversation with Jess Connolly. You know, I feel like a lot of us, pretty much anyone that's grown up, they've felt 
at some point some insecurity about their body. Um, and I'd like to know, you know, when did you kind of first become aware of like the shame that you felt and then like when did you feel the need to start speaking out about it as well? Oh, great question. So genuinely my earliest memory, my earliest memory as a human is feeling body shame. It's like, it's the the farthest back I can go in my head. I have this memory of riding in the backseat of one of my parents' cars and like tracing my hand down my body. And it's, it's the farthest I can go back in my memory. I can kind of remember that whole weekend. And I can remember feeling like not right. Something was not right that I wasn't like anyone else around me or that I wasn't, um, my body was just not quite there. And so I, I, I grew up with that feeling. I grew up with that kind of other feeling of like, this is just not it. Um, and as far as jumping to when did I feel like the awareness of it was something I wanted to write about. Um, for me, I started writing books right before I turned 30. And I, I, I could kind of tap into this idea that my greatest weaknesses were where there was going to be the most strength. That was where there was going to be the most victory. And so right around the time I was starting to really write books and do broader ministry in general... For me, it was also the zenith of my issues with body shame. And so I knew, like, if if I could get some healing here, if I could get some victory here, I think I could write about this. I think I could talk about this. I obviously want to be very, you know, careful with this. But, you know, what does healing look like for you? Like, what did that, what was yeah. that process like? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. And I love that caveat of, sure, let's be careful with it because it's going to look so different for other people. And to be to be totally transparent, even in my writing about it and in a lot of my speaking about it, I, I am really intentionally vague. And I do that on purpose because for me, um, a lot of my... Actually, a lot of my disordered behaviors came from other people sharing testimonies about... Um, really how they got, how, how they experienced body shame and how it got worse and how it got better. And so that became kind of a tutorial for me of like, okay, well, I, I could dip my toe in these waters. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty cautious about that. But how did, how I got, how I experienced freedom is that number one, I, ha- I had this inkling of hope, first of all, that first of all, there was just this like tiny crack in the dark where I thought, I think I don't have to feel this way all the time. I actually think that God has something better for me. I have experienced just these waves of purpose and passion and healing and freedom in all of the other areas of my life. There's got to be something here. So I think first I had to have like just an inkling of hope. Um, And then I had to get a lot of help personally. I had to first kind of find a mentor, another human in my life who subscribed to a kingdom body mentality. Um, I had to do a lot of therapy. I had to do a lot of journaling. Um, and, and, and I really needed just outside help to kind of come alongside and say, Hey, here's a path of freedom. This is what this could look like for you. You know, you mentioned this kingdom-minded mentality for a body. What do you mean by that? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Uh, the The first thing I tell people about a kingdom 
body mindset is that like the most important part is in the first word is that um, I subscribe to a kingdom body mindset, which means first and foremost that I believe I have a king. Um, And that changes how I view my body in particular. My king, Jesus, um, is a part of the triune Godhead that made my body and made it good. And that he's not disappointed or dismayed or frustrated or surprised at the state of my body. And even more so, he made me intentionally. He made me different intentionally. He, that he like, he creatively made me not look like everybody else, which all of us uh, at the very start just helps me take a really deep breath and remember um, he's a good, loving, kind king and he makes good things. Um, but more than that, I also believe that what's unique about my king is that he has compassion over what's broken. And so while I live under the effects of the fallen world, that's not his best life now for me. That's not the best case scenario for me. And he has compassion for that. So where my body actually experiences weakness and sickness and illness, um, he's not like, get it together, figure it out. Why'd you mess this thing up? Um, He actually has compassion for that. So that's the biggest part of it for me of a kingdom body mindset is that I have a king. But also to me, what a kingdom body mindset means is that my body isn't just about what's happening here on earth. It's what's happening in the kingdom, which is for all of eternity. So um, that means that my pur- the purpose of my body is different. It's not a trophy. It's not a project I'm trying to fix or finish. Um, and my body, its state here while I'm alive is going to also somehow be impacted by what happens in eternity. Um, and so all of those things just kind of fit into this picture for me that brings a lot of freedom and a lot of hope, even while I experience weakness and brokenness in my body. When we talk about breaking free from body shame, I feel like that is a really great idea, but sometimes people don't quite know what that looks like or know what that feels like. So, you know, either from you personally or just from people, you know, what, how have you seen people walk in more freedom once they've broken free from that body shame? I love that question. And I love how you ask it. Like, we don't know what it looks like or what it feels like. So Interestingly, I mean, obviously, I, I wrote Breaking for Fear Body Shame and it's filled with a path to get there. But I will say, since watching it come out and watching more women walk through it, I have I have kind of observed what I what I think it ends up looking like. And it looks really different on everyone, obviously. But I have noticed a common theme is that women often have to change their language first, and then they start to change their behavior, and then they start to feel free. So I would say if you, if it is like day zero and you are like, I actually want to break free. I do not feel free. My, all of my language feels like shaming, even if it's just the language in my head, I would say literally just listen to what you hear, to what you hear your mouth saying, to what you hear your voice saying to, and and even like, it's so powerful even to just capture our thoughts as we're looking in the mirror or getting ready or driving. Um, getting dressed. And I would just say, slow down enough to not only listen, but to say, do I think this is what God sounds like? Do I think this is how God would talk to me about my body? Um, and and I think to be fully honest, I think a lot of us, that voice of shame, we're like, yeah, that is what I think he sounds like. You know, that's what my mom sounded like, or that's what my pastor sounded like, or that's what my aunt sounds like. Um, and so I think then we have to like shake our heads again and say like, okay, the good, kind, loving king of the universe 
is, is this how he wants me to speak about my body? Is this how he would talk about my body? Um, and I feel like truly that very first step is jarring. Um, can be really jarring for us, but it kind of leads down this rabbit hole of like, all right, if this isn't what he sounds like, what does he sound like? What would he say about me? What would he speak over me? What, why did he make my body? Why did he call it good? What does he think about it now? Um, and so much more than I want someone to believe what I have to say about their bodies. I want someone to believe what God has to say about their bodies. And I I'm so happy to report that it's going to be good news. It's going to feel great to hear. That was Jess Connolly. You can read more of that conversation over at relevantmagazine.com. It's part of the New You series. It's right there under the Life section. Just click Life and you'll see New You. And there it is. And uh, while you're there, check out all the other stuff we've been doing. We've been posting ever since the beginning of January. Each week, it's a different topic. uh, Spirit, mind, and body. Kind of a new you for a new year. Go check it out. And as you know, uh, the series is presented by UHSM. As you're thinking about rethinking things this year and you're rethinking your healthcare, look into UHSM. They offer member-based programs where faithful people can take charge of their own healthcare. From telehealth options to plans that cover the unexpected moments in life, UHSM has something for everyone. For more information, head over to uhsm.org or contact a representative at 800-900-8476. Again, that's uhsm.org or 800-900-8476. Stay tuned. Up next, it's our game. Finish the Lyric, Youth Group Edition. Listening to Parquet Courts. The song is Watching Strangers Smile. No marketing creates clients. It's about building a relationship consistently. You can use social media platforms to build that relationship. You can use advertising to build that relationship. You can use many formats to build a relationship. But the key always is are you building a relationship consistently? Because if you are, you will never run out of clients. Listen to the full episode at Master Coaching with Ajit Podcast. Okay, it is time for... Finish the Lyric. Finish the Lyric. It is our... I, you know, this is a pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. We are going to play a clip of epic kind of all time. These are not deep cuts. These are these are A-list, prime, prime you know, youth group jams. What we're going to do is play a clip. It's going to cut off at the certain moment. And your job is to finish the lyric. You will get a point for every time you get it right. And we will announce the winner at the end. Uh, Tyler's going to sit it out because he put this game together. So joining us is our very own downtown Emily Brown. Hey, Emily. Hey, y'all. All right. So you're, you're kind of a pop culture expert on our team. Jesse's been in this world for a long time. Jamie, I'm sorry. You're probably going to struggle with this, right? Well, I am going to struggle with this because I didn't even go to youth group when I was in high school. Well, maybe 
Let's just see how it plays out. You see, it. Maybe, maybe, I'll be honest, maybe these Jamie, hits were so the big. Con- you can use the spiritual context clues. <laughs> maybe <laughs> say Jesus every time. All right. <laughs> yeah. So Clark, Clark, we're gonna just go in order, right? So we'll do a few rounds of this, and we'll just start right at the top. Uh, Jesse, you're up first. Okay. Finish this lyric. And an air guitar I, I mean, I, I know the song from Reliant K, and uh, I, I, I remember K. owning song, that album. The song is Sadie um, Hawkins Dance. They did say that several times. I'm going to say, you know, because I really don't remember, but I will say this. I was a big fan of pop punk, and I knew that at the end of a line, you could just throw in something random and nobody would care. <laughs> so I think he said nothing better. How about the weather? Uh, Clark, how are we doing? That sounds like something they could have written. All right, Tyler, tell us, what is the correct lyric? The correct lyric is, do you like my sweater? Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's another that good thing. One that far again, off. Again, just close. throw in something random that <laughs> yeah, rhymes with close. the word that has nothing yeah. to do you with were, the song. The, so were, my strategy close. was saw at least through. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you're up next. Here's your song. It's DC Talk, by the way. What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I lose my step? What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I lose my step and lose it all? Very oh. close. I I make fools of us all. What if I, oh. I think I think we give her at least half point on that. <laughs> half point. What's the sound for half point? We have the buzzer. We have the ding. A moo. All right. It'll be a moo. jingles. Emily, you're up. Now, this was an epic youth group jam, but it probably predates you. Like, I it might joined predate, youth group in 2006. It might predate oh. your birth. It might predate your birth. <laughs> I so, had, like all my children. <laughs> but, but, but if, if it predates your birth, as we know from Christian radio and youth groups, these albums live for 15 years. So, like, if we're, we were listening to free at last DC talk or, or whatever for 15 years. Yes. All right, here we go. So, uh, it's Newsboys. And the song is Breakfast. Here's the clip. This is a Christian song? <laughs> yes. yes. It's about breakfast. With a powerful message about eternal <laughs> <Yeah>. damnation. <laughs> May this Gosh. song remind you, dot, 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 I have no to eat your breakfast every morning. I don't know. No, the line is to <laughs> yes. the song remind you they don't serve breakfast in hell. <gasps> so I the whole to. song That's is not about really cereal. The line. Are you the serious? The song is all about I, cereal and breakfast. How wonderful breakfast is! And just be warned, kids, they don't serve breakfast in hell. So don't. Now, oh my now gosh. I want to I want to point to one thing about th- th- this song makes a lot of uh, like assumptions about the listeners. One, it's like, well, uh, we're going to evangelize them somehow, but let's just assume they definitely believe in hell. We don't need to make a case for that. Right. <laughs> they probably assume you're going to burn forever What's there. What's the and meal awful. plan in hell? Yeah. <laughs> but where yeah. do they hear they don't? They're not serving breakfast anymore. Intermittent uh-huh. fasting is forced <laughs> on you. Right. In your eternal Save damnation. Me. Save yeah. me. What must I do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Jesse, you're up. It is Switchfoot. The song is Dare You to Move. Here's the clip. Finish this lyric. I dare you to move. 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 
Like today never happened. Like today yeah. never happened. Like today yeah. never happened before. Yeah. I'll give it to you. You That's forgot good. before. Good job. But that was great. Good job. Good job. Yeah, you know, it's like the 20th anniversary. I saw this on Instagram. I think it was Complex or somebody posted on Instagram this week of a walk to remember where that song became like, oh, wow. like I think Switchfoot, I don't know if they'd be the Switchfoot that, that they became without that, you know, their music being introduced to a lot of people in that movie. So I know uh, they went from like fledgling little indie Christian band to like big time band because of that Man, one movie. Mandy Moore right. rom-com. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you're up. Oh, oh. Can you give me a Stephen Curtis Chapman song? Can we give? Can we go down to one of the bottom three, please? Can you put yes. that lyric? Are you trying to help me out um, or hurt me? We're going to do th- like? third from the last. Let's. Okay, here we go, Jamie. I'm going to give you a fri- fighting chance with this one. Okay, here okay. we go. It's Jars of Clay, and the song is Crazy Times. Finish this lyric. It seems it's always that crazy. I've never heard this song in my entire life. You haven't um, been to the grocery store in the last 20 years? They play this? <laughs> Unless they play it in Hobby Lobby with no lyrics, you know, I'm I might sure have heard they it do. then. I know. Uh, have no I, have, I have no idea. The, like, song, the lyric just... is to make things right, to make things right. Turn to play crazy times. I, I, I saved you from getting a Five Iron Frenzy song. So I don't I, even know who that is. Mm. I know. I saved you oh. from Super Chick. Uh, okay. I saved you from MXPX. <laughs> I don't yes. know any of this. Right, Emily, you're up. Bring it. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, Emily, you're up. Uh, uh, can I take Super Chick? Super Chick. This is the song Barlow Girl. Finish this lyric. All the boys in the band want a Valentine from the Barlow Girl. Boys think they're the bomb. Boys think they're the bomb. Oh, gosh. I Like, I know I should know this, but there's just nothing. Boys think they're the bomb because they remind them of their mom. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it's aged even worse than I assumed it did. <laughs> that even right. mean? Let's quickly, let's quickly do one more round. Here we go. Uh, Jesse, you're up. It's going to be MXPX. Uh, I'll give you that one. The song is Chick Magnet, oh, which, which is the... the bag. Which is the taco that my son always orders from this certain restaurant around the corner. It's called the Chick Magnet because it's chicken. And then I, yeah. every time I tell him, buddy, you are what you eat. And he always groans <laughs> and I feel like a father. So anyway, uh, here we go. MXPX, the song is Chick Magnet. Finish this lyric. He's going to settle down. Dot, dot, dot. 14 year old me is so angry right now, <laughs> is, is reaching through time 20, you know, all these years later. Next time she's uh, in town or around. Ah, I can't He's do gonna it. Down. He's going to settle down if he meets that special girl soon. He's a chick magnet and he doesn't I, date. But yeah, but like I said, do you know how angry? Do you know how angry my teenage self is at my adult <laughs> self right now at how lame I've gotten? Be like, how I, we I, I listen to that lame? album. Uh, yeah, exactly. I listened to Life in General. I, Clark, that's off Life in General, right? Right. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I listened to that album so like right. on, on repeat for about two years straight. So it's very sad that that is. Do your it's, feet it's hurt? All that good stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know. All right, a lot Jamie, of you're songs, up. But... This is Amy Grant. The song is Heartbeat. 
giving you a fighting fighter's chance here. I might chance have a here. chance here. Here we go. Finish this lyric. Belongs to you. Belongs to you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And she's saying it. Let's just that's say this. Point. I was looking around. I was looking around our little uh, Zoom cubes here. Yeah. Everyone's head was bobbing. That yeah. thing is still it's a bad. Jam. We can okay. still. Well, I can still listen it's to Amy a- Grant. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. slaps all these years later. <laughs> all right, you know what, Emily? I will let you call it. Do you want Five Iron Frenzy or Lauren Daigle? Lauren Daigle. There we go. It's you say. Finish this lyric. It's gonna be a really. I'm gonna be a really bad Christian if I can't remember this. Say I You say I am yours. Yes. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. You're a good Ooh, I was sweating there. I was really nervous. <laughs> you kept going, and I was like, if he gets to a certain point, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up with this. Oh, that's great. All right. I like this one. Let's do more of this in future weeks. All right. So here we go. That was. Finish the lyric. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Jess Connolly for joining us today. Make sure to check out more of that conversation and all the other great stuff we've been posting in the new you series over at relevantmagazine.com. And again, thanks to UHSM for sponsoring it. Also, make sure to check out the winter digital issue of Relevant while you're at the site. It features conversations on deconstruction, how churches are tackling medical debt. Andrew, we talked to Andrew Garfield. We talked to Denzel Washington. Some great music, great thought leaders, big topics. It's awesome. And it's available for free. Just click on the magazine tab over at relevantmagazine.com. Also, uh, check out relevantstore.com for some great new merch each week. Our annual upcoming annual print edition is there. Some shirts, mugs, podcast fan stuff. Hey, and also, if you're not, you know, it's start your mornings the right way. Deeper Walk is our weekday daily devotional series. It's presented by Lumo. There's a fresh morning devotional email you can sign up for, or you can check it out under the faith section at relevantmagazine.com. It's awesome. It's the first thing I read every morning and it is, it just gets you started the right way. Check out Deeper Walk for Zimba Lumo. Hey, and if you uh, like the show, tell people about it. You can post the episode. Uh, you can share it, put it on your stories, leave a review, rate the show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Uh, help us get word out and uh, share your thoughts about the show. If you like it, if you don't like it, then keep it to yourself. But if you like it, tell somebody. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Emily Brown. There you go. (laughs) Sticking around for the goodbyes. We will see y'all on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. 
You started off by making me hungry, and soon I was nauseous and quite disturbed. Relevant Podcast Network. No marketing creates clients. It's about building a relationship consistently. You can use social media platforms to build that relationship. You can use advertising to build that relationship. You can use many formats to build a relationship. But the key always is, are you building a relationship consistently? Because if you are, you will never run out of clients. Listen to the full episode at Master Coaching with Ajit Podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, everyone. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I'm Jenna Brister. And we are back for season four of a very, very, very iconic, iconic podcast. podcast where the two of us recap all the holiday movies we love and some that we don't love so much. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tis the season. That's right. We're covering some classics this year. We are recapping the entire Santa Claus trilogy. We're going to be diving into a Halloween movie this year. Yes. Hocus Pocus 2. That's right. The yes. sequel. We also have I'll Be Home for Christmas starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. So we are leaning into the home improvement of it all. And if you want to follow along, you can go to Instagram. It's at a very merry iconic podcast on Instagram and be sure to listen, subscribe, tell a friend. Have a very merry iconic day. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.